0: Shannon's trying to make me go to the dentist. What am I, a child? <laughs> Who ever heard of an adult going to the dentist? <laughs> oh man, you gotta you gotta take care of
1: those chompers. Boy. Yeah, exactly. Those Although that would... being said, I can't. I don't think I've been to the dentist for a good ten years at least. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't talk. Yeah, I don't have teeth
2: problems, so I don't
0: go, which is not a good idea. But whatever, fuck it. Hello and welcome to your favorite podcast. Brad is a bad person. My name is Morgan. I am the host and tallest member of the group. (laughs) I am joined, as always, by Lachlan. Marginally tallest. Who has blonde hair and Brad. Hello. Whose girlfriend likes it when he grows his hair long. (laughs) Okay. That's
2: a bit personal, but okay. Weird and irrelevant. She needs something to pull on when she's fucking me from behind, so...
0: I was thinking that, you know, the, you, we talk a lot of shit all the time, but mm. the audience doesn't uh-huh. really know much about us personally, so I'm told well, it's probably blonde. a good thing. Mm. Brad grows really- his hair long because his girlfriend likes it and he's lazy. That is a so recent development. It's, it's a good combo.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't realize until I saw you in person yesterday, Brad, just how long your hair has gotten.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, nice. Uh,
0: she's asked
1: yeah, me to grow uh, it
2: out, so I'm doing that. I fucking She hate wanted it. you to do that. Yeah, yeah I, I fucking hate it, man. Hate it, man. Right, you should uh, tie it back in a man bun then you'll probably change your uh, mind. I did that once and I was very upset with
0: the outcome, so... <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so today's topic is comebacks and that is fitting because we've come back to do a second episode after our right. right, long, long break. <laughs> uh, come back for episode comeback. number two. We've been here yeah. for years. <laughs> All right. Um... Alright, so before we get into it, Lachlan, do you want to crack open a cold one with the boys? It's time to crack open a
1: cold one with the boys. We're talking about making comebacks, and uh, it has made mm-hmm. a comeback. Matilda Bay Frothy. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 100% did. local yeah. hops and barley.
2: Come back 1.2 the six standard times. tricks. I fucking hate you. <laughs>
0: You, I told you you'd like it, Brad. Yeah,
2: yesterday we were, hey, yeah, you're like, you're going to love my beer. And I'm like, oh, it's racking my brain. I could not think of anything. <laughs> oh, of course, it's a fucking problem. You're making a comeback. Mm, I have a feeling you're not going to like this one. <laughs> Let's
0: see. <laughs> no, nah, it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the John Farnham of beers. It just keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs> It's always on the For The Last Time Tour. Yeah. Shout out to our Australian fans for that uh... <laughs> very Australian. <laughs> You're the other um, ones
1: try and understand it. That was beautiful. Make it uh, noise yeah, so- and make it <laughs> clean. Is it clean? Clear. Like, make it real. Clear. Make it clear. Okay. <laughs> Ironically, no. you won't clear. Um, so- uh, I'll probably cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I got, or uh, well, we got a suggestion from... Uh, a fan of the show, about what I should do for the next crack and open a cold one for, with the boys. And I like it. It's a bit of a game.
2: Yeah, I did. So I thought
1: I'd give it mm-hmm. a go. Thank you to uh, Platty for this one. Uh, basically, I need to roll a dice, and whatever the dice comes up with, that's what I have to do for the next crack and a cold one. Crack, yeah, crack and open a cold one with the boys. Mm. Uh, now, I don't have a dice, so... <laughs> I'm just going to type into Google here, roll a dice. And it's given me, it's actually rolling a dice. It's given me a six. Six. What was a six? Uh, a secret. it a secret? Any XPA. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Gross. So, I'll be back next week uh, cracking open a cold XPA.
0: Oh, excellent. With the boys. Do you know the, the singular is actually die, the plural is dice. So, really? You're retarded, yep.
1: Well, that's not what Ooh. everything
2: says. How does it feel to be on the other side of the grammatical <laughs> error coin? Well, <laughs> yeah. it's a common yeah.
0: verbiage. Yeah. So. Yeah. Doesn't, Doesn't feel good, does it? So, we're talking about comebacks today, and it is like a Matilda Bay comeback, which is, you know, something faded away and then uh, came back. It's not about people That's making, right. you know, smart quips when they're insulted, those sort of comebacks. It's not um, like boomerangs or any- anything like that. It's, you know, people who have all things that have faded away and then they've uh, burst back onto the scene. Mm-hmm. So and hopefully they're better it-
1: than the uh, Matilda Bay frothies comeback. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so to, to start us off today, uh, Lachlan's gonna... Tell us, you know. Usually, we know what each other's doing, but I have no idea what Lachlan's doing. I have no idea what Brett's doing. We don't know what each other are doing tonight. So this is kind of like a wild card comeback, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Come a, lot of, the, a lot of
1: the time we we don't
0: know. Yeah, sometimes we, we do. We, we like to we like to keep it from each other if possible. Yeah, because it uh, it's more exciting for us, even if it's uh, right. you know not the best idea. It's <laughs> reactions more interesting. are more genuine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Lachlan, so say something disgusting. Yeah.
1: Okay. The ocean cold. They're running out of shrimp. What would you say <laughs> to such a scathing heckle? Oh,
0: damn it. What, did- what could I you say? I just said what sort of comeback it is.
1: <laughs> You're stuffing your face with shrimp.
0: <laughs> you fucked us over.
1: <laughs> and you just get slammed out of nowhere in front of all your colleagues. Oh, no. So shocked, <laughs> so dumbfounded that you can't even think of a comeback. This is the plot of The Comeback, the 12th episode of the 8th season of Seinfeld, a popular sitcom from the 90s. You might have heard of it. Mm -hmm. George Costanza (laughs) has been embarrassed at work and can't think of a comeback until after he leaves the situation. The French have a term for this, l'esprit de l'escalier, the staircase wit in Mm -hmm. English. And haven't we all been there? How many times have you been verbally smacked down only to think of the perfect retort later when you're replaying the conversation in your head over and over again? George finds his perfect response and, in classic Seinfeld fashion, goes way over the top to deliver it only to end up worse off than when he started. Now, I intended (laughs) to talk about this episode as a funny misinterpretation of our topic But a throwaway line from George got me thinking. For those of you not aware, the character of George is based on the show's co-creator, Larry David. In The Comeback, while George is explaining his genius response to his friends, he's given several other suggestions and eventually storms out of the apartment with the line, (laughs) This is why I hate writing with a large group. Everyone has their own little opinions and it all gets homogenized and you lose the whole edge of it. Larry David (laughs) wrote the final episode of Seinfeld. (laughs) A two-parter titled, The Finale. It was bad, critically panned and almost universally hated by fans of the show, but David is notorious for his staunch defense of the episode. He has always stood behind it and refused to take any criticism on board. One of the most popular shows of the nineties ended on a flop vehemently defended by its creator, just as George's comeback flopped, despite his insistence that it was perfect. For years afterwards, fans asked for a Seinfeld reunion, something to wash the bad taste out of their mouths, a high note to end on and cancel out the disappointing final episode. But both Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld refused. A reunion episode wasn't their style. It wouldn't fit with the rest of the show. They didn't want to make a comeback.
2: Ooh. He's bringing it around. But
1: what uh, if I they so, made- Brooklyn. So um- <laughs> But what if they made a comeback within a comeback? Uh. In 1999, David released a one-hour special on HBO called Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which a year later was turned into a single-camera unscripted comedy series. The show follows an exaggerated version of David, played by himself, focusing on his life after Seinfeld and the minor annoyances he is faced with day to day. It's in a similar vein to Seinfeld, but edgier and cruder with less cartoonish plots. Throughout the series, David is constantly asked about Seinfeld, criticized about the finale, and asked about a possible reunion. Just like in real life, David backs the finale and shoots down the reunion. Then, in the seventh season of the show in 2009, it happens. Larry David gets the cast of Seinfeld back together to make a reunion special. Over the course of the season, they put the reunion together, which culminates in the season finale, Seinfeld, and it's good, both in the show and in real life. The fans love it, the critics love it, the characters in the show love it. It was an unconventional comeback for an unconventional show, and it was perfect.
0: Yeah, it was an amazing episode. I agree with that. It was very good. I haven't seen it, to be fair, so...
2: Um...
0: Yeah, you gotta <laughs> check, you I'll gotta I'll check, to check it out.
2: I'll take your word for it, but... Uh... <laughs>
0: It's funny cuz they kind of they kind of do the um uh, like a loose idea for the episode of mm. the Seinfeld show that would be uh while they're doing that and it sounded like it would be a good episode and it was kind of updated for the times you know cuz yeah. it included um you know cell phones and stuff like that didn't it it was about George trying to find the best uh, bathroom uh, or something George, like that George
1: made an app that finds the nearest clean um public toilet
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah that's like that's I like have how I an an start like that on my phone.
0: Yeah, does it rate yeah, the cleanliness? Right. Or um, no, I think it's I think it was an app made by the government, and it's just public toilets, so they're all disgusting. But at least yeah. they're <laughs> private. You know where well, they are private in the sense that you're not going to get in trouble for peeing in front of people. Yeah. yeah the so. last thing yeah.
1: I want is the government knowing where I'm pissing <laughs> and shitting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you're at your most vulnerable, that's is right. When we're gonna exactly. You. Oh, you're cool. like you're like, come and get it, bitches. And then they're <laughs> like, all right, let's wait till he's on the toilet and then we'll go and get him. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, okay. That was good. I was I was worried that you were just gonna do an episode on um uh, you, you were gonna talk just about the episode to come back, so I'm uh, glad you actually morphed I, I, I that into I something. I, I
1: originally actually was going to do it just on that episode, but uh that line by George really got the old uh, gears moving. Got the cogs turned.
0: Activated the old almonds. That's right. The the it
2: only really thing I can made me think. Remember from Kirby Enthusiasm was that was it is it Funkhauser?
0: Marty. Funkhauser oh, yeah.
2: And he just calling someone a cunt repeatedly or something. And it was was it a joke he was trying no. to say? Or?
0: No, so there's there's I was actually gonna mention this. So <laughs> it, as part of that season is one of, is my favorite Seinfeld moment. Sorry, my favorite <laughs> Kirby Enthusiasm moment yeah. when Marty Funkhauser tells a Disgusting joke to Jerry Seinfeld, who is known <laughs> as like a clean comic who never like swears yeah. or says anything controversial or anything like that. And Marty Funkhouser just tells him the most disgusting joke with the c word in it, and um, it's yeah, it's classic. But I think you are talking about an earlier episode, Brad, where Larry David, yeah, uh, in a poker game, calls a guy a cunt, and the guy uh, takes time off work because he's so distressed oh, about it. Yeah, gets called-
1: really upset about <laughs> being called a cunt. <laughs>
2: It's funny that just then you said the C word and then you drop cunt after that anyway. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, he he has an allotment per episode, uh, that is all i okay. to say. So, all, right. You know. all right, fair enough,
0: yeah.
2: No, I definitely remember, it must have been the Funkhouse one as well. Maybe I might be a confused the two because I just remember him saying it in that ridiculous voice, Marty Funkhouse has. <laughs> like that horse. Like, like I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I remember just losing it.
0: Yeah, it's one of the all-time classic jokes. Yep. It's yep. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, yeah, okay. Good choice, Lothal. Interesting choice, anyway. you. Is there anything else you want to tell us about Seinfeld or um Enthusiasm? You want to share your general thoughts on uh, it? Uh, what, both, what show do you prefer? Shows, Seinfeld both or Both shows Kurt? are very good.
1: Uh, I probably like Seinfeld more because I feel like it's, uh, it's just good clean Because it tells too. you when to laugh? <laughs> Maybe you're stupid and you need um, to be
0: told when to laugh.
1: I guess so. Hey. I don't know. Curb, curb, uh, curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, they take a lot more risks. Uh, and when it hits, it's really it's fantastic. It's very funny. But when it
0: misses, it's um, just, you know,
1: awkward, I guess, to watch. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, um, I kind of like that, though. I think Curb is a better show. I think Seinfeld yeah, yeah. was an excellent show, but it was obviously made for a mass market, whereas... Um, Kerb yeah. is obviously a, a little bit more niche and yeah a little bit more over the top and ridiculous and um adult but I mean Seinfeld is amazing and you couldn't make Kerb your enthusiasm in the 90s for NBC no, absolutely not. no so it's not that like they they didn't have it in them it's just that you know Larry couldn't make sure could like that in the could 90s it, yeah. so yeah. yeah
2: yeah that's fair
0: higher highs lower lows yeah in terms of Seinfeld in its realm like that you know, family friendly T V sitcom, it is clearly the standard it is the best by far. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't be beaten. <laughs> Nothing compares. Can't be. it, won't be. Okay. Um all right. Well that was a that was a really interesting topic there, Listen. Uh now I'm I'm gonna go next, but before I go, Brad has said he wants to debut a new segment. So he's got the fan favorite segment yeah. and he wants to don't build on don't that worry. with... Brad's power rankings isn't going anywhere. Yeah, no, no, I just need more of that market share. <laughs> all right, uh-huh. so we've decided this this show is eventually just going to become all segments, and Brad's actually leading the charge with that by doing two segments. <laughs> I've right. obviously come up with a second segment that I'm doing, but I'm not doing it in tandem with Morgan's movie. Do. I'm doing it instead of. So, uh, Brad, Mr. Two Segments. I also uh, just, just need to
2: say that I have not told these guys anything of what this segment is. No, just we don't ex- know anything about that. it. I just them, I've just, i just told them that it will be brief, but uh, hopefully it goes well. We all know my first BPR, which they released after oh, cutting God, it that from the terrible. episode that was a shit show. So, so fucking bad. Uh, let's, uh, well, fingers, crossed. Right. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.
1: Okay. Now, Brad's given me an yeah, intro. Yep. Uh, I've made my own here. intro music. Here. So. We haven't heard uh-huh. this. So. <laughs> this is beautiful. I, if, if after I hit the button, the audience, you just hear silence, it's because it was bad. <laughs> Uh, Brad, uh, cue me in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hit it. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck, <Jesus. laughs>
2: that is uh, no context what facts. What the fuck was that? No context facts with Brad. Uh, so, <laughs> this week's <laughs> fact is bubble wrap was originally invented as a new type of wallpaper. Do with that what you will. Thank you. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm
1: mm. into it. I like it. Yep.
2: All right, I love a fun fact. No context fact. It um, cannot be related to what we're doing.
0: So, the the intention is to make it so it's not related at all. Yep. It's supposed to be as
2: jarring as possible. Continue. <laughs>
0: um, okay. That was interesting, Brett. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. So, my, uh, I'm going to talk about Michael Jordan. Um so, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't need to do much of an introduction here. As covered in our, our past episode on riots, he led the Chicago Bulls to three NBA championships <laughs> in a row, 1991, 92, and 93. And helped all in the riots as with well. With his amazing PSA, and mm-hmm. he is known for his PSAs. He's, uh, he's obviously classic meme PSA <laughs> where he says, stop it, get some help. Advice to live by (laughs) That was sponsored by McDonald's as well Was it? He's like like, McDonald's wants you to know Blah 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it Um, Uh. Yeah but as we know From playing chess against your friend's Kid who keeps challenging you Even though he knows you're going to crush him Winning (laughs) all the time just gets boring Uh So Jordan Decided to challenge himself and go pro In another sport Baseball. His decision to change sports sent shockwaves through the basketball world, but only ripples through the baseball world. He was an excellent (laughs) baseball player. The same way he'd be an excellent football player or an excellent soccer player or an excellent golfer. He's a natural athlete and is probably amazing at everything he does. But being amazing doesn't mean you are in the elite minority who get to go to the big show. (laughs) So, at the ripe old age of 29, MJ traded in his Air Me's or as we call them, Air Jordans, <laughs> for a pair of cleats and played against. Played for the Chicago White Sox minor league affiliate team, the Birmingham Barons, based out of Birmingham, Alabama. He played all right. Not great, though. He played outfield and led the league in outfield errors, so at <laughs> least he was on top of the league in something. <laughs> his, his batting average was 202, which is pretty bad, Um, but the Birmingham manager, Terry Francona, thought the basketball legend had what it took to make the majors one day. I do think with another 1,000 at-bats, he would have made it. (laughs) That's right. I said would have because this is a comeback story. A major league baseball strike meant the minor league teams weren't playing either and MJ was getting bored, sitting around, letting his God-given talents go to waste. He said, fuck it and returned to the Chicago Bulls. Yay, dear. Yeah, dear boy. In fact, he announced his return with simply two words. Not fuck it, but a press release that simply stated, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was March 18, 1995. The very next day, he played for the Bulls against Indianapolis, and his 18 months off basketball didn't seem to have any effect. He dominated games just like he used to, and Chicago went 13-4, in the last 17 games of the season with Michael Jordan, enough to make the playoffs. Oh. Since Jordan's, Jordan's number had been retired already, he wore the number 45 <laughs> instead of his signature 23. They actually not <laughs> let him wear his retired number. Yeah, he, he couldn't because they retired it. No one's allowed to wear it. Um, <laughs> Except so for his wearing-
2: <laughs> made it
0: retired, I think. They- Bring it uh, out of retirement. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Should have thought of that before he retired. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so he's wearing number forty-five, but that was until after the first game of the playoffs in nineteen ninety-five, when some cunt-faced dickhead named Nick Anderson, who played for the Bulls' opponents, the Orlando Ola- Orlando Magic, yeah. said in an interview after winning the first game of the series, "Number forty-five doesn't explode like number twenty-three used to." Oh no! <laughs> oh no! So, in game two of the series, Jordan wore his old number 23, oh, as well yeah. as white sneakers, instead of black, and dominated the game with 38 points to help <laughs> Chicago even the series. One more hour.
2: Well, yeah. If you were that guy, you would be regretting opening your fucking mouth. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, the Bulls were fined $25,000 for the late number change, and Jordan <laughs> himself had to pay a $5,000 fine for wearing white sneakers when his worth team it. was supposed to wear black. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth oh. it. Yeah. Uh, However, the Bulls would ultimately lose that series, but the good news is that Nick Anderson, the aforementioned cunt-faced dickhead, did not win the championship (laughs) that year, or any year for that matter. He never did anything noteworthy, and he is a bad person, and I hope he feels bad. (laughs) Get shit on Uh, Nick Anderson. uh, He's going to be crying into his (laughs) stacks of cash every night after that (laughs) bird. Uh, the Bulls regrouped during the off season, adding a Brad is a bad person favorite Dennis Rodman, oh, yeah. a oh, true yeah. polymath whose sports, acting, and dipl- diplomacy work have been covered in detail by Lachlan in a previous That's episode. Right. That's right. With Jordan and Rodman, the Bulls started the season winning forty one out of their first forty four games. Oh, whoa! That is disgusting. Obviously, the Bulls went on to win the NBA championship that year, and in fact, they won it the next two years as well, repeating their 3 from 91 to 93. <laughs> <laughs> so, in all six years that Jordan won the championship, he was the finals MVP in all of those six years, and in four of those years, he was also the league MVP for the regular oh. season. Uh-huh. So, think about how dominant that is for a moment. Yep. Six full seasons, six finals MVP, yep. four league MVPs. That's outrageous. Six championships. LeBron, who? Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, winning must have bored Jordan (laughs) again. So, he retired yet again after winning these three championships in a row. So, currently, uh, uh, where we're up to in the story, he's retired twice from basketball, Uh both times after winning the championship three times in a row. (laughs) He's just getting bored. (laughs) Um, But this isn't just a comeback story. It's a double comeback story. Jordan came out of retirement again in two thousand and one to play for the Washington Wizards for three years, and again he won the championship three years in a row. Are you serious? I didn't know about that. No, no, he didn't. He he actually didn't win any championships (laughs) with the Wizards because they sucked. That's what I thought. (laughs) But he was still very good. <laughs> you fucking got me there, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. he, was, he was still very good. And, in fact, he donated his entire salary of the 2001-2002 season to the victims of 9-11. So, um, good on him. Mm. It's oh, a good nice. guy move. Good guy move, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, Michael Jordan, and he's a double comeback. And uh, I have a, a fun fact that... Uh, this is a context fact. Yeah. This one's in context. <laughs> fact in context. Yes, yeah, in context. Yeah. Fun fact. Through his endorsements and affiliation with Nike, along with his other exploits, Michael Jordan is the fifth richest African American with two point one billion dollars of net worth. Whoa. Ooh. That's a lot of skrilla. That's a lot of edge. Um or ME's. So in-, <laughs> <laughs> in case you're wondering the only uh, African-Americans. Oh, can, we, richer can, than can, him. can I guess? Uh, can
2: I guess? Can I guess? Sure. All
0: right. oh, I Oprah say, is one of them.
2: I was going to say Oprah. It's got to be Oprah. Okay. And, is Oprah and, one and uh, uh, Elon
0: Musk. Jay-Z. All right. So, we've got Robert F. Smith. No David idea. Stewart. Who? I don't know. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, yeah. And Oprah. yes, like Elon Musk.
1: Yeah, boy. South Africans count. <laughs> what? Don't be so racist, Brad. Can you say african African-American? African-Americans.
2: Yeah.
0: He, he's an American citizen. He was born in South Africa. He is That's American right. He's African-American. African-American. Yeah, but wouldn't you just call him South African? No. South African-American, African-American, whatever Ooh. you want.
2: Yep. Mm. Get shit on, Brad. He's such that.
0: a racist. <laughs> I don't see colour. <laughs> <laughs> I just see continents and countries. That's uh, right. Uh, well, I guess I'll
2: have to try and address my bigotry off the podcast and come back to let you and be a better person. Joke there.
0: Yeah. I shouldn't let you guys check, uh, I guess. No. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah.
1: But anyway. So, um, at I, what point did he come back
0: for the movie Space Jam? Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Um, that was actually filmed in uh, 1995 and released in 1996. And it was filmed during the off-season after, um, after his comeback. So, he came in March, came back in March 1995, uh-huh. and um, the- playoffs i guess would have finished in may or june or whatever and then he filmed it that summer so he filmed it before his uh second The summer before his second three-peat. okay but, uh, but
1: so i can't remember at the end of space jam does he come back to basketball this. i don't think he does no he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't come back to basketball at the end of space jam he comes back to baseball Ooh. but so really he's come back to basketball not once, but twice because he in Space Jam he comes back to help the Looney Tunes beat the uh the Martians. Well, when, well
0: three times then because yeah, he came times, back, yeah, that's what twice like. in real life and once in <laughs> oh, space, Jam, yeah, course.
1: Of course, so. course. yeah, three times, yep, yep. Um, um Bill Murray's in that movie, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, he uh he saves the day, in fact, yeah. Very important. Um, <laughs> are you going to talk about the conspiracy angle to this story, Morgs, or should I uh, should I take it away?
0: Um, yeah. Okay. You go. I, I don't know what you mean by conspiracy. Oh, you don't know. Okay. So no? uh, uh,
1: this is very Brad is a bad person esque to uh, have a conspiracy angle to completely innocuous story. <laughs> um, <but laughs> the the conspiracy theory is that. Um, Michael Jordan didn't actually retire from basketball to play baseball it's that due to his uh, massive gambling debts the NBA told him you can't play anymore like you 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 know we we can't have you it's not a good look Um, but because of his his image as like a clean upstanding person um, they didn't want to publicly find him and you know, get him out of the league and that sort of thing. So he, quote unquote, retired to go play baseball for a year, mm-hmm. and then after he'd done his time, the NBA said, "Okay, you can come back." So he came back. Oh, yeah. There's a zero
0: percent chance that that's true, but wow, well, um, sure I don't know. <laughs> yeah the the NBA sent away the best cash cow to another sport. That's what they do. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He gambles. So what? He's he's not gambling <laughs> on games. Man's a billionaire.
1: I'm just saying. Uh think, it,
0: think about it. Alright, uh, well, that was terrible. But actually it's something <laughs> interesting. Here's here's another here's another fun fact about um Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. The, the reason uh-huh. he retired to play baseball was uh twofold. He said one reason was he was getting bored with basketball. As I said, uh-huh. he was just winning all times. Quite yeah. boring. And the second was that his father had just died and his father always envisioned him as a professional baseball player. So he wanted to like, you know, try Wasn't to do what he's
1: wasn't his dad also a professional baseball player? If I remember no, his correctly, his dad was an
0: engineer. <laughs> okay, close. <laughs> yeah, very close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, a, yeah, he's
2: he wanna, he's like I want I want to you know impress my dad and be a baseball player, but his dad's dead already, so he sort of missed the missed the mark on that <laughs> one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, it, his his dad before he died was like, Michael, you're the greatest basketball player of all time. I'm so ashamed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed in you. <laughs> you're <such a> <laughs>
2: Last breath is a I wish you'd won the World Series. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a fucking asshole. <laughs> uh anyway yeah that's uh that's michael jordan and i have retired morgan's movie review but uh if i didn't obviously this would have been a great time for space oh, jam Oh, so, um i hope you all feel bad about the uh <laughs> you voting in the fucking <laughs> 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 facebook so Morgan, space <laughs> morgan's movie
1: review is not making a
0: comeback then ah uh, great episode for it. no it's not <laughs> ah, okay that's good because oh, I don't uh, don't have,
1: didn't have the foresight. I don't have the intro queued up. So
0: that
2: means even good. even more market share for me. I'm just destroying. <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you. I'm not. So, I'm not so worried about you. Second segment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like hey,
2: it. I like it. No context
0: facts with Brad is amazing. Uh, That's good. I love mm, fun facts. Mm, mm, so. That's just a conversation with you. <laughs> 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 You're just Mister Non Sequitur. Anyway. Um, Brad, do you want to go with your comeback story? Yeah,
2: I would love to. Um,
0: So, continuing my- Got to clear your throat
2: before you start. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Continuing my week of just (laughs) doing things that are just off the cuff wild, um, this week I would uh, like to tell you a comeback story, but I'm not going to tell you who the comeback story is about. I want you to show you if you can figure it out. Oh. Because it's fucking, fucking wild. All right? I will give Seinfeld. you, it's not a per, It's not an animal or anything like that. It's an actual person. You know? Seinfeld's not an animal. That's, it's a TV show, but it's not a TV show. Why do you I have to an tell animal? us it's not an animal? Well, you know, it's you could have like specific. a, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like it's not mineral, vegetable, animal. It's, <laughs> so it's a person. It's a person. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. Or group of people. Or group of people. Ooh, yeah. Okay. No, it's a person. It's a person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This individual was born in Henryville, Indiana in 1890. So, you it
0: three to throw your minds back a bit. 1890? Mm-hmm. 1990.
2: Yep. Hitler. Their father passed away <laughs> when they were just five. <laughs> so, their mother was forced to work at a tomato cannery, and they themselves were tasked with looking after their siblings. By age- That man's name? Albert Einstein. Ooh, maybe. By that age, uh, by the age of seven, they were reported to be as skilled as an adult in the kitchen. Ooh. By the age of 10, oh, no. they got a job as a farmhand to help pay the bills, and like any good future entrepreneur, at the age of 13, they left school. With stars in their eyes, they headed off to the big smoke of Indianapolis to paint horse carriages. The year was 1903. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> in 1906, <laughs> after working a myriad of laborious and menial jobs, this person falsified their birth date and joined the armed forces working in the army as a wagoner and just like a little quick sidebar here. I looked up what a wagoner was. Cause I was like, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, no, actually they would draw drive wagons full of like military supplies onto and off of the battlefield, which I think is pretty fucking metal for a 16 year old. So you know, I guess yeah, in shot at, and you just got like a, carriage full of draft horses in the middle of a battlefield like what kind of the biggest oh, it's target Henry there. it's Henry Ford isn't it is it Henry Ford it's not Henry Ford uh I keep guessing that okay. they were they were honorably discharged yeah, who said it was a a guy either Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they, were Steve Jobs. they were honorably discharged it's at the age of 17, uh, in 1907, and began to work around trains. Over the next nine years, they would work as a laborer for several railroads, uh, as a steam engine definitely stoker. not a woman. <laughs> but they had ambition, baby. And at night, they would study law by correspondence through LaSalle Extension University. Um, <laughs> trying to give you some hints here. <laughs> After being fired <laughs> from the Illinois Central Railroad. Uh, it's Mr. Sanders physical...
0: himself. It's Colonel Sanders. Ah, uh, yep.
2: Yeah, you're right. It is uh, it is Highland David Sanders, yeah. a.k.a. the Colonel. So oh, nice. I'll, I'll drop this charade. Um, nice.
1: what's, what's, what's the comeback, then?
2: Just wait, okay? is the comeback, This is a
0: whole thing. Come on, Lothen. why are you uh,
2: interrupting? Yeah, after he was fired oh. from the... Uh, what are you doing? After Sanders... Was <laughs> speaking, oh,
0: let him finish. Let the man finish. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Fuck <laughs> you. Uh, after he was fired from the Illinois Central Railroad for a physical altercation with another employee, uh, he began to practice law in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, things appeared to be going well, but then... I was trying to guess his herbs and spices. Exactly. I had to punch him out. So, so he was practicing law in Little Rock, and after after moving his family with him, uh, he was disbarred after a court, courtroom brawl with his own client. Um, <laughs> so Fantastic. This, it was 1916 by now, and he was only 26, year old, 26 years old, but he had a lifetime's worth of jobs under his belt. Uh, he wasn't dissuaded, though, so... He pushed on and moved to Jeffersonville, Indiana, and began selling life insurance, uh, but he was immediately fired for insubordination. Oh, <laughs> life insurance uh-huh. is a scam. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends. Um, <laughs> depends on <laughs> which <laughs> end of it you're on, really. Uh, no, it
1: doesn't depend. What de- what depends? Well, it's if not- you
2: die, you don't get to reap the benefits, so, you know, it's not a
0: scam for your family.
1: Yeah, but, uh, just- Take the same amount of money. Put it in a high interest bank account.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It helps if you die in 30 years. It doesn't help if you die tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Neither does oh, life okay. insurance.
1: There's cooling off periods and all that sort of shit. Yeah, It's like, a
0: scam. It's like a oh, scam. Ones. Ones. No. Anyway. You're a scam.
2: We're not here to discuss the merits of life insurance. Um, so, after you had a brief we'll stint an in New, scams. New Jersey, uh, Sanders moved back to Jeffersonville and established a ferry boat company. I bet you didn't know that. Uh, he was oh, he working not. on the Ohio River in 1920. In 1922, he took a job at the Chamber of Commerce in Columbus, Indiana, but he, by his own admission, said he sucked at the job and quit within <laughs> within a year. Um, he was finger-licking bad. Yeah, so he got some big balls <laughs> at that stage and, <laughs> and decided, <laughs> <he started laughs> he decided to cash out of his ferry company for $22,000, which is approximately $330,000 um, in today's money, and invested it into establishing a company that made acetylene lamps only for a competitor called Delco to make an electric lamp, and his company oh, immediately went bust. So he was flat woke, and he rallied again, moving to Winchester, Kentucky, to sell tires for oh. Michelin. <laughs> and in 1924, the Michelin tire plant closed, so he lost his job again. Undeterred. <laughs> oh, man. Here's an in-context fact. Yeah. Fact.
1: You know uh, the Michelin man, the
0: yes. dude
2: made out of tires, mm-hmm. his name is Bibendum. Hmm. That's an interesting fact. Did you know, Did you know yeah. that the, the Michelin star rating was actually started by the Michelin Tire Company? That's another interesting I did. Fact. It was to get people driving yeah. so that they would use more tires. Yeah, fun little fact there. But that is not a segment. Okay, continuing. Um, Maybe it should be. Yep, uh so after he lost his job in 1924, he um <laughs> ran into the ma- general manager of Standard Oil of Kentucky and he got himself a job at a service station in Nicholasville. Uh things were looking up. Um he was running smooth and he was 40 at the a- at this time, okay? Unbeknownst to him, mm-hmm. uh in 1930, a little thing was going to come along called the Great Depression. So, shit. Yeah, he got fucked like millions of other Americans and the uh-huh. service station got closed down. But luckily enough he landed on his feet once again, uh, and got a sweet little deal from the Shell Oil Company, who gave him a service station to uh run for and they didn't charge rent on the service station, all they wanted was a percentage of the profits. So he started doing that. He opened up an adjoining restaurant. deal. Yeah, and this is when he started mm-hmm. cooking again. Um so basically he, he got well known for his chicken dishes, country hams oh, yeah. and steaks. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> but then this little thing came along in 1939 called the second world war and tourism Shit. dried up and basically had to lock everything down and he went and got a job can't win this guy can't win this sort of I mean. he just keeps getting knocked down michael jackson and michael jordan sorry made what two comebacks colonel sanders made a million but um yeah once <laughs> once he shut everything down he got a job at ordnance works in tennessee and he was working in the cafeteria and basically he was like fuck all y'all, I'm just going to keep uh, working on my beautiful chicken recipes. Keep okay, making chicken. Yeah, exactly. And in 1947, he divorced his wife and ran off with his mistress, uh, which is to oh, become uh. his second and more famous wife, Claudia, um, <laughs> in 1952. That is claudia. That is some classic...
1: Uh, that's classic... Um, Fast food magnate style. <laughs> yeah. Marrying a mistress and running off with her.
0: Great mm, well, crop. The, the same first wife got some of the uh, profits from his uh, to be successful company mm. that he was about to launch. Well, in, in 1952, with
2: nothing but $105 to his name, and at the age of 62, his comeback story truly begins. Oh, uh, why bother at this age? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's it. Go die. This guy, Colonel Sanders, made his wealth after the age of 65. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> While well, most people his age are coasting down the back nine of life, being a drain on society, <laughs> the colonel was just getting <laughs> started. <laughs> he uh, he got to hustling with his new secret herbs and spices, and um, how many? <laughs> Eleven secret herbs and spices. What uh, are they? Listen, uh, well, I don't know. That's the thing. No one knows, um, except for some big wigs in the KFC now. Uh, Claudia. Anyway, Someone so knows. yeah, he had his herbs and spices and his secret pressurized frying method, and he went. Re- he took that and he went restaurant to restaurant. So this was his new thing. He wasn't going to build a restaurant; he was going to sell it to restaurants. Um, so he went restaurant How to restaurant. How
1: can you keep your secret herbs and spices what? a secret if you're selling the recipe to restaurants? He, he
2: was mixing the herbs and spices like the coating for the chicken, ah. sending it to the restaurants. And okay. he just showed them how to prepare the chicken in the restaurant. He's not selling the recipe; he's selling the mm-hmm, coating mm-hmm. Um, product. He franchised it out, basically. Yep. So um, he started hustling, going to a restaurant to restaurant, cooking for them, showing them how to make the chicken. If they paid the fat stacks, and then eventually mm-hmm. people came to him and said, "Why don't we just start making restaurants, just selling your chicken?" Like fucking just selling
1: that. chicken. Yeah.
2: And he's Found like, you "No, know, that sounds like a pretty baller fucking idea." Um, so, he established a KFC as we know it today, Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, in Shelbyville, Kentucky in 1959. So, he was just shy of 70 years old. Um wow. <laughs> for The Colonel, he wasn't going to make the mistakes he'd made in the past, all right? His expansion was fucking rapid. Like, he exploded onto the scene. He opened- He was one of the first restaurants to go international with the chain, opening restaurants in Canada, the UK, Mexico, and Jamaica. Racist. Um, In 1963- <laughs> <laughs> he trademarked the now infamous phrase, finger licking good, and by 1964, he had more than 600 locations. So, that's in uh, five years, he'd opened 600 locations. And he Jesus. he was now aged 74 years old. Um, then he sold his corporation to a partnership of Kentucky Businessmen for $2 million, or approximately $16.6 oh, no. million in today's money. Oh, good God. He got robbed. Yeah. Well.
0: He needed to cash out. He was old. Yeah, he was 74. <laughs> Um... Gotta have time to spend it. Exactly. Ah, I'll leave it to your family. Well, this it's is the old. thing. He's, He's gonna die soon anyway.
2: The deal was only...
0: No, that's what life insurance is for, bro.
2: <laughs> the deal was only for American <laughs> operations.
0: <laughs> you can't break yourself like that.
2: Uh, <laughs> it didn't include the Canadian or other global uh, operations because... Oh, okay. He'd previously sold them. Um... He would stay on though as a brand ambassador for the company, and he would average three hundred and twenty thousand kilometers a year traveling for the company in Jesus promotions Christ. and the like. Yeah, he was he was he was still hustling. That's a lot. That's a lot of travel for an old man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he was active right up until a month before his death from pneumonia in nineteen eighty, uh, and he was ninety years at the time of his death. And all I've got to say is, Godspeed, you impeccably dressed bastard. Uh, yeah, I love your chicken. Rocking that bolo tie. Yeah, no. Um he 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 was Pretty he baller. was an absolute bowler. He used to randomly show up to KFC restaurants and critique the food to the managers. So he would Good. burst in there and if he didn't like the food he'd throw it on the fucking ground and call it pig slop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a badass.
2: It's called quality control, yeah, bro. Yeah. Well this is, he wasn't even the owner anymore. He was just the brand name <laughs> 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 and he frequently referred to their new gravy that they started making as wallpaper glue. Um, and I mean, oh, he's not wrong. Then he sued the company that bought the care. The uh, who was the part like the father company of the, um, uh-huh. the uh, they were called um, Hublin Inc. He sued them because they started using his image without his permission for products. He had no say in permission. Making, yeah, permission.
1: Come on, Brad. fuck that's what i said
2: (laughs) anyway um i'm not gonna let you derail me here. he sued them and then they sued him for libel after he referred to their food in the public (laughs) as the brand ambassador as sludge and having a wallpaper taste Um, i mean he's not wrong when he died in 1980 the company was valued at two billion dollars so he built that 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 company started from 105 dollars in and he amassed they amassed that valuation in in under fifteen years time, which is Jesus just Christ, wow. that is huge. insane. Yeah, there were six thousand KOCs at the time of his death, um, and it is a, how many now? There is twenty two thousand six hundred twenty one now.
1: Jesus fuck, wow! wow. Right. What's their what's their worth? What's their value now?
2: Uh, their valuation, that's always was twenty one billion dollars. Um, oh, wow, that's ten Michael Jordans. <laughs> that's ten Michael Jordans. <laughs> And they are the second-largest chain of restaurants in the world after McDonald's with 37,855 locations worldwide. Which one do you prefer, bro? At a McDonald's and KFC?
0: Yeah uh, Oh, it's tough. Depends how hungover you are.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I really could take it or leave it with either of them. Like, I, I think they're both great, you know. Um, <laughs> okay. It's hard. There's certain things on the KFC menu that I fucking love, like I go apeshit for. But then there's some- chicken. Yeah, what well, you know. <laughs> like a double crunch burger with bacon and cheese. That's oh, I oh, oh, Love you. Um, but you're not going to get something like that at Macca's. i
1: probably eat more McDonald's than I do KFC. Mm. But uh, if I'm in the mood for KFC, nothing else is going to satisfy me. No, that is 100% it, isn't it?
2: There's days <laughs> where you need the dirty bird. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right.
1: And I, I like a good bit of Redbox, but... Uh, you know, it's it's not
2: it's not good food in a culinary sense. Well <laughs> oh, the uh, five largest markets for KFC in the world, do you want to have a guess? Oh, Australia's gotta be like number one or two for sure. Incorrect.
1: Uh-huh. No um, way.
2: Not even top five. Well wow. not even
1: top five. <laughs> not even top five. <laughs> Baltimore. <laughs> no, they ate Popeyes. Oh, okay. Popeyes uh, is more uh, popular. True. I'll tell you I'll tell you. It's China. Whoever we- oh,
2: okay. China's number five? No, no, well, China's number one, actually.
1: you oh, come on, Brad. You know from your power rankings you've got to start at number <laughs> no, five. No, because
2: number, number four and five are the shocking ones, okay? Because oh, you're okay. going to go China and America. They're your top two, right? Is that, is that per capita, rat? though, or is that, like, dodge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm guessing it's, it's based on- Sold like amounts sold and number numbers. of stores and okay. stuff like that, yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah, obviously,
1: probably China and uh, India is too poor for KFC, actually. Yes, correct. No, uh,
2: number three, four, and five are kind of shocking. So, what's number two? My well, number two is America, USA. Yeah. okay. Number three, USA, though, number one, number three is North Korea, Japan, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't see that. they uh, yeah. oh. the KFC in Japan actually turned it into a traditional Xmas dinner. So basically, they, they marketed it as like a thing to do at Christmas because they don't really celebrate Christmas there. So now every yeah. year Christmas time, people in Japan go to KFC for chicken. Genius. Um, so Genius. Huge, huge. Number popular. four, South Korea. Number four, Indonesia. Ah. And okay. number five, Malaysia. So Asia yep, has really eaten up uh, KFC. They have more markets than uh, Indonesia nice and pump. Malaysia both have more stores than all of Europe combined. So, which is crazy. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's all, that's everything I've got on on the kernel, but come back after 65 to make a billion dollar company in 15 years. Come back
1: after come back after come back. That man never stopped working. He didn't. He hustled. Never
2: lost hope. Actually, another fun fact, his mother told him he'd never be anything, and he described it as giving him a pathological desire to succeed. Well, for most of his life, she was correct, so.
0: (laughs) Well, she's a good mom. She instilled in him that, uh desire to succeed so he probably owes everything to his mother well i'm sure and his first wife who stuck with him through all those years and then he fucking <laughs> upped and left her what a hey, cunt i don't use this word lightly but colonel sanders great chicken kind of a dude <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, quality uh, okay well thanks for that Brad. that was very uh interesting and the uh, suspense was building up until i Knocked it out of the park with that No, guest. I'm impressed that um, you got it. Well, well it was your ridiculous southern accent <laughs> that gave it away. What do you mean ridiculous? What did say? Some university and you are like, Les... universitaire. <laughs> La sales extension. I thought he was Universal trying to do a State. French accent. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of a bit like Louisiana, a bit French. Yeah. Uh, you know, Louisiana, yeah. boys. So, uh,
2: I nailed it and it worked, obviously, so. It was probably too <laughs> okay. good an accent. I just
0: gave it away. I feel you, bro. Mm. I got you. All right. So, it's time for uh the second newest segment on the show, Morgan's Would You Rather. Morgan. 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 Morgan's Would You Rather.
1: <laughs> that sounds familiar. Oh, I feel like I've heard that before. Deja
0: yeah. vu. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so fresh, everything. but um, so, so familiar. Uh, we're talking about comebacks. Mm. So, I'm wondering if you guys would rather come back as a lion or a great white shark. Oh.
2: You mean the lions so of the King sea? of the
0: jungle or king of the ocean?
2: So, mm, that's a tough one.
0: So, we're talking reincarnation here. We're um, Hindus mm. today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the one hand,
1: a lion gets to like. Hang around with all the lionesses and just bang all day, mm. uh, but on the other hand, yeah. more likely to be hunted by humans. Mm. As a lion, we don't really hunt great white sharks. The true king of the jungle.
2: Yeah,
0: mm.
1: I'm gonna go with lion. I want to make friends with a like a warthog and a meerkat. going to go with the tar- uh, oh, or the Kuna maternity maternity maternity, baby. Or whatever.
2: I think if, if I'm gonna make a decision, I
1: you will keep in mind, Brad, that you're terrified of the ocean.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, but if I was a shark, the ocean would be terrified of me. <laughs> so. Well, that's that's true. That's the good point. It's terrified of what's in yeah. it. Yeah. So, oh yeah, fuck it. I'm going shark, but I want to specifically be shark in South Africa so that I can just fucking geek seals all day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to be one of those jumping yeah, sharks in South Africa where they like leap out of the water? Yeah, you could just. Oh, just- yeah, I think with with lions, you couldn't, like, spook people too much because they can see you coming from a mile away, whereas sharks, you just, like, pop up. <laughs> Bang. There I am, yeah. jumping out of the water. The out yeah, of the- jumping y- into someone's you boat.
1: You can't live a leisurely life as a shark. You're always <laughs> always on the go, always moving, always hunting, looking for the next kill. Mm, I see what There's you're saying. A, you know, a lion, you got a big mane, you got a harem of uh, lionesses, and they do the hunting for you. You know, they, you just get... Food presented to you.
0: The issue is that- It's a good point. The issue a good is point. with a that. It's a very glamorous
2: life. It is a glamorous yep. life, but you have to defend your pack. When you get old, you just get fucking mauled to death. It's, wow. You, you know you're always gonna you're gonna be up here until you get fucking just destroyed, and then like you know you're, yeah, not, you're yes. not having a pleasant ending. At least as a shark, you can get old yeah. and die. Uh, you know. You just, yeah, sharks just get bigger as they get older. Yeah, and they get they get monster, mm. and then they just fucking bigger and scarier. The only only predator you've got is killer whales, and. Oh, there are the, Actually the I've changed Actually, I've changed ocean. my mind, actually, just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to line up fuck that. You don't want to, don't want to not, tangle with an orca. No, no, I couldn't handle that shit, man. They, oh, no, I'm done. Lions. You'd rather
0: face a, poach, a poacher than an orca. I'd rather
2: be torn apart by other lions than deal with orcas. That's,
0: yep. <laughs> you don't want to get tilicumbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the lion is definitely the more glamorous life, uh, assuming ah, that you're the, uh, the king lion. Yeah, elephant dog. We failed again. But we all agree. Um, gotta get yeah, more divisive I had, here. I had, I had Brad going for Great White Shark for a bit. But, yeah, it, was, um, it was just the orcas,
2: man. I can't handle them. They're just too fucking creepy. I,
0: I wonder about that. I, I don't know if orcas actually do attack great white sharks that often or you know what what's more likely a great white shark attacks a orca or an orca attacks a great white shark but i think they're pretty evenly matched because <laughs> nah, orcas so.
2: orcas move in packs man it's yeah, not like you're yeah
0: yeah exactly they're fucking the psychopaths
2: of the sea if you told me if i could come back as an orca then i'd take that because i'm the fucking big bad dog of the ocean oh. i thought the great white was apex predator yeah I've, I've changed my mind now you, the, even the fact that it's a remote chance that i could get killed by an orca that's too much
0: he <laughs> could never relax I could never relax yeah. be in the that's,
2: same ocean as an orca yeah, that's, that's probably why close. sharks are always fucking swimming is because they're running from orcas <laughs> <laughs> it's just mental
0: alright maybe I should have went a lion versus an orca yeah. which would be a tough choice No, nah, orca um, hands down. but could you deal with the uh the guilt that you would feel as an orca after you just tortured other animals to death for no reason. Because it is psychopaths of the ocean. They enjoy it. Yeah, they're they, psychopaths. They literally leave yeah, the this ocean is you to coming kill. back as an orca. They don't feel
2: bad. This is you.
0: Oh, so you're saying we would retain human thoughts? I, I don't know how it works. I'm not a Hindu, but I, I think, yeah, probably. All right. So, Brad, do you want to uh, finish us up with Brad's parents? Oh, boy, would I ever.
2: Brad's power rankings. All right, boys. So obviously our favorite, the viewers' favorite segment, listeners' favorite segment, is not going anywhere. I got there in the end of um, this week. Oh God, bro Yeah, it's top five comebacks slash clapbacks. So the other type Clap of backs. comeback. Yeah. All right. All right. Nice. Yeah. So Lachlan kind of went there, and then uh, I'm yeah. fully going there. Um, I turned it around. Yeah, that's nice. It's very meta. Um, <laughs> now, with these comebacks slash clapbacks, uh, obviously they're all situational, so the delivery and the choice of time to drop them is as important as the actual lines themselves. So It's you know, key. It's key. I just need to stress that to anyone who's, taking this, who's coming here for literal advice. Uh, you can't just throw this in any argument or any... Any situation where we just apply all the time. So uh, one to five, as always, I think we've landed on that. Obviously five. One Mm -hmm. to five or five to one? I'll be reading it five to one, but one will be the highest, like the best clap back. (laughs) (laughs) So it's five to one then?
0: Why did you say one to five? It's it's the exact same format.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Well, why would you need to explain it
2: then? I'm just for new listeners. Yeah, I got you there, eh? Oh yeah, haven't stuck around this yeah, You Got me there, huh? All right, number five: <clears throat> your mama jokes. Okay, now yep. I'd, I'd be oh, re- I'd be remiss if I didn't include dissing someone's mother, uh, regardless of whether you choose the classic "your mom, or you go with something a little <laughs> more sophisticated. I, your mother's so ugly she made a blind kid cry. Oh, uh, high- get wrecked! It's <laughs> a high- highly versatile insult. But its applications are limited to usually school age years. So once he gets out of high school, year, doesn't have as much punch, unless their mum...
0: I vehemently disagree. I think it gets worse as you get older. No. Could you imagine a 40-year-old doing a mum joke to you? That would be <laughs> devastating.
2: <laughs> Maybe to a six-year-old, but uh, anyway. Um, number four. There's no I in team, but there's a you in cunt. Uh, now, for me personally... What? This, this, this is the clapback. There's no I team, but there's a Q in cut. Yeah. Okay? Oh, okay. Uh, for me personally, I like this because it's a nice mix of witty wordplay and genuine displeasure at someone's existence. It's simple, rolls off the tongue, <laughs> and the use of the word cunt really lands the point. Uh, the only real downside is it's a niche insult, so you'll rarely have the chance to use it. But yeah. So what would be a situation when someone's being selfish? Yeah, maybe if they're part of a team or, if you, you know, like you like sporting team or something like that, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm the best. And you go, well, there might be. There's no iron team, mate, but there's a fucking you in cunt. All right, you know?
0: <laughs> I can't go <get> yeah. on.
2: <laughs> like I said, niche, very niche. Um, But I think I, I like it. That's me. Anyway, number three. The best part of you ran down the inside of your mother's leg. Uh, oh... <laughs> Get shit on this, this is a visceral insult It has layers The initial <laughs> onslaught of picturing jizz slowly sliding down a leg uh, The inevitable realisation whose leg you're picturing Then the go final on. punch How that leg got covered in jizz Fucking oh. layers <laughs> Anytime you can insult someone And make them picture their mum fucking you've done your job Duh. <laughs> Num- Number two You've got a face like a bucket of smash crabs. <laughs> like this previous clapback, insult- this insult conjures a strong mental image. It's universal and highly versatile. Everyone knows yeah. what a crab is. Everyone knows what a bucket of smash crabs... <laughs> Sorry, knows that a smash <laughs> bucket of smash crabs is ugly. And everyone knows that their face shouldn't draw those kinds of comparisons. Um, and then number one, my personal favorite clapback... <laughs> If I wanted my comeback, I would have asked your mother. Um, oh, dude! Now, this clapback is extremely situational, but I can tell you when it lands, it feels like pissing lightning and shitting thunder. You're fucking invincible. It's rare that you can clap back at someone and imply that someone's mother is a whore, that you fuck them, and then make, sure make them picture their mother <laughs> handling jizz in 11 words no. or less. <laughs> that is my... So that... Yeah, I guess. that's my top five clapbacks <laughs> slash comebacks.
0: Uh, all right, so that's that's for a situation where you have a comeback, yeah. and then somebody uses that same comeback on you. Yeah, exactly.
2: So like if if
0: and then so you've already you've already got them with a comeback. Well, you, you might have haven't
2: been able the to... initial insult. They hit you with a comeback, and then you hit them with the double clapback. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why it's like the ultimate. When it lands, it feels so good, especially if it lands in front of a group of people and they all hear it. And then there's that like oh. Fucking movement.
0: It's like, yeah, like I damn, said, damn. You know. So, Brad, do you do you see any uh anything in the fact that number five was your mum jokes, yeah. and you said that they don't work if you're not in high school? Yeah, well, it's not a. And then number three was a joke about your mum, and then number one was a joke about your mum. No, no, no.
2: Your, <laughs> I was specifically saying your mum or your mama
1: jokes, not like your mum so fat when yeah. she sits around the house. She
2: sits around, around the, the house. house yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know, I know, but, I mean, yeah. it, they're a particular the topic format. is still
2: your mum. No, yeah, I know the topic is the same, and I, I said using your mum as the topic is is a powerful thing. What I'm saying is your mum, like the classic, oh, fuck your mom or something like that, or your mama, which is probably more American, like, you know, your mum's so ugly she made a blanket cry, you know, those type of jokes. As opposed to, like, referencing someone's family is always a strong clapback, you know, regardless of whether it's the mum or the father, or, you know. It's hilarious nah, that your brother's got leukemia or something. I don't know. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 you, you what want to cut So cold. it number one. Yeah. Number one clap back. Your brother's got yeah. leukemia. <laughs> Late edition. show's sure, not called Brad's a good
2: person, all right? So, shut sure the fuck up. Uh,
0: uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like I have to keep this moving because you guys are just fucking uh, trying uh, control. I
1: believe you had something you wanted to mention in regards to our previous episode. Oh, yes, yes.
0: All right. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> because we're trying to get a few in the bank here before we release them, I think Part of our coronavirus um uh information might be a little bit out of date or maybe, you know, the the pandemic will have ended by then, but we would be remiss if we did not mention the uh great toilet paper panic of uh, twenty twenty <laughs> yes. here in Australia yeah. where um it's beautiful <laughs> people can't buy toilet paper. <laughs> it's the brilliant, brilliant idiots of, uh oh, It, it is up.
1: so dumb. It is dumb. It's the it's dumbest going on. fucking thing
0: to to like panic about fucking toilet paper no,
2: no
0: the, the people who started at a dump the people who are buying loads of toilet paper now are smart because no, not. you're not you're not buying it now because you're worried about being quarantined or you're worried about the virus you're buying it now because everyone else is buying it, and <laughs> there's not going to be any available unless you buy it so you have We're to sorry. buy it now you have to join in you don't. Anyone who
1: is buying toilet paper now in the middle of the crisis is a fucking idiot. They should have listened to, uh, what is it, season three, episode two of Brad is a Bad Person, mm-hmm. about doomsday preppers. Yeah. Because then they would know, you got to have a stockpile before the shit hits the fan. Literally. That's right. <laughs> no. Uh, but also, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in a little bit of a unique position in that I work inside a supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, toilet paper shelves have just been completely empty. But I got an interesting fact today. Mm. The supermarket that I work in did more in sales last week. So, the first week of this whole toilet paper panic. Yeah. More in sales last week than they did the week of Christmas last year. <laughs> which is the biggest week of the year that, in retail. That is a big that is ludicrous. Yeah. That is a serious panic
2: i uh yeah yeah I mean i I think we weren't no one's a hundred percent sure of the motivations whether it was afraid of being quarantined a la china communist style or um afraid that toilet paper was being made in China and it's not gonna you know there's gonna be a finite amount of it it's going to run out I'm not sure, but i I think the entire thing is ridiculous it's just yeah, so well stupid. it's
1: it's all it's all made here in Australia, yeah, so I know there's I know. nothing to worry about there <laughs> warehouses are absolutely full the only issue is you can only move so much toilet paper at a time mm. and people are just buying it as soon as it hits the shelves and
2: there's violent bandits now mad maxing trucks full of toilet it's, paper
1: <laughs> it's a logistics issue not a
2: <laughs> not a uh, manufacturing issue <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there were some great memes out of it as well, which was fantastic. Oh, know? fantastic yeah. memes! Yeah, so if anyone Simpsons against the the
1: Simpsons against the Liberals has been <laughs> pumping out some amazing mm,
2: toilet yeah, paper for, memes. Four Finger Discount as well. Their Facebook page has been on overdrive. They've been I fantastic. I
0: don't know who makes all like because there's so many Simpsons meme pages. Like I follow Rock Bottom and uh, Four Finger Discount, mm. and they often post the same memes. I think people just send mm. them. Yeah, memes. so I don't I think, I think there's so. any OC going on.
2: But um, yeah, any of our US listeners, go check out Four Finger Discount. Know, they they pumped out some great Australian toilet paper rock crazier. Bottom,
0: rock Bottom are a little bit edgier than uh, Four Finger Discount. Yeah. Know, they'll post the edgy stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they're both, they're both very good. 900 dollars y
1: It was an emergency. <laughs>
0: The Four Finger Discount guys are from Geelong as well. Though, yeah, so, maybe yeah. we, should, uh, oh, really? we should wrap right, those Yeah, girls. give yeah. them a shout out. Four yeah.
1: Finger Discount. Get on it.
2: Yeah, great podcast. Listen to that. They're fantastic.
0: Yes. I didn't
1: know they had a podcast. I thought it was just Yeah, they a review page. Simpsons
0: episodes yeah. every oh, wow. week. They're up to like season 10 or 11. Of them, oh, that sounds amazing. We're going to have to check so it out. Yeah, it's actually fantastic. Yeah, there's some pretty good yeah. ones.
1: All right. Uh, that about wraps it up, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: So, uh, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. Please continue to listen. Please share these episodes with your friends. The more, Please people come that back. Listen, <laughs> please come back. The more people that listen, the better, because I think we're pretty good. You're still listening, so you think we're pretty good. So I think your friends will think we're pretty good, too. Mm. Uh, if you want to support us, you can hit up me slash Brad is a bad person, buy us a beer... Uh, if you don't want to do that, head over to our iTunes page. Rate and review us. That helps us out. That gets in front of more people. You can also uh, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Is it a like or a follow on Instagram? I don't know. Whichever one it is. Hit the button. Yeah, hit the heart. Smash thing. that like button. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Head over to our website, badperson.com Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, fucking anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're on it. And uh, enjoy your week. We'll see you in the next episode.
0: Yeah, later. Thanks for listening.